Hey folks, before we get started, it's me, Jeremy, and I wanted to let you know that we're still collecting FileMaker origin stories. We've interviewed about 60 people so far from all experience levels and all over the world, but yours is needed as well. Please drop me a note wherever you can or find me or email me at info at We'll find a time to talk. And now, FileMaker origin stories, episode eight. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey. From needing a new career to being given FileMaker work to do, FileMaker developers discover the platform in interesting ways. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my separate conversations with... Okay, um, my name is Alison Bell. Yeah, Ignazi Aleman. Um, well, I have uh, I work for myself. I have a small distribution business. Hi, my name is Mike Burgey. Alison, Ignazi, and Mike bring great stories about their FileMaker journey. So let's hear about how they came to the platform. I first start by asking Alison, Ignazi, and Mike where each of them were before they discovered the FileMaker platform. First, Allison. I have a degree in forestry. I have a background kind of in international aid and development. Um, and my husband and I uh, owned restaurants for a number of years, six, seven years. And the restaurant industry is not at all family friendly. And we have two little boys. And so we were trying to figure out what would make the most sense. Next, Ignasi. Well, um, actually, um, my background is not uh, as a programmer, so uh, I actually had a little experience with database. I, I had been using uh, DBase uh, under MSDOS, uh, and and so I already know something about databases. But next, Mike. I, I wasn't originally hired as a FileMaker developer or even as a developer. Um, but I um, applied to a company as a level two help desk technician, and I was hired in that role. Allison, Ignacy, and Mike were doing wildly different things before they discovered the platform, but find FileMaker they did, eventually. As we heard, Allison needed to find something that was family-friendly in terms of time. But my mother-in-law is actually a FileMaker developer. Um, and she kind of offhandedly said, well, why don't you, you know, use my lynda.com account and see what you think. Allison wasn't quite sure. There's just no way. That I'm, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to like this. And I got into it and I was addicted. Like, I think I binge watched Chris' like, whole first round of FileMaker 17. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Maybe I do like this. So I started using FileMaker by... by uh chance back in the in the early 90s uh, I think I was using like version 2 or something really really at the beginning where, where there's still there were um, related tables to it so uh, and very soon I realized that this was a very powerful tool. well actually my 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 big brother had a, had a, a laptop at that time. Um, and once he left it to me to do something, and uh, he lent the laptop with FileMaker in it, 
and I started playing with it, and that was uh, the beginning. So from there, I remember I, I also then got uh, one of these uh, power Mac, Macintosh power book, uh, and and it include uh, Clarice works, which uh, had a sort of a limited version of FileMaker, but I was using it for for. Um, Things. I mean, I was always developing my own databases and storing info in it. So, yeah, I feel very, very comfortable with it. Mike discovered the platform in the same way. What are the odds? Uh, I actually picked up FileMaker um, uh, by chance. I- Mike's job said nothing of FileMaker when he interviewed, but it just so happened chance was on his side or on FileMaker's side. After I was hired... Um, uh, the in-house FileMaker dev that was doing the consulting at the time, who was uh, Lauren Kuhlman, uh, another name in the FileMaker community that people may have heard of. Uh, she left that company to go on to different things. And um, the the boss there saw that on my resume, I had experience doing web development, uh, WordPress development and PHP. So he asked me if I was uh, into picking up FileMaker and that turned into my first project, which was a, a year-long affair of uh, hitting my head against the wall many, many times. <laughs> Mike barely knew about FileMaker back then. Uh, I had heard of FileMaker, but only in passing that it was previously part of uh, Claris, Claris the old, not Claris the new, yeah. um, but part of Claris Works or something like that. Um, and I, I think I had briefly, like, maybe touched it in version like two or three when I was in general learning software development and checking out other platforms, but never seriously. So after Allison, Ignacy, and Mike discovered the platform through lynda.com or their brother's computer or their job, they began to learn about FileMaker. Um, And got into it. And one thing led to another. I found a meetup group that met monthly here in St. Louis. Allison. I think found all of the ways to learn about FileMaker. Um, so I do a PCU, uh, Productive Computing University. Um, they okay. had a course that's been really, really helpful to kind of move through. Um, nice. There's also FileMaker 15 did a training manual. And yep. that I read through the later chapters aren't as relevant anymore as you go into, mm-hmm. you know, ODBC, JDBC and deployment. Um, mm-hmm. But the first part, and I think that that of all the resources did the best on um, zeroing and kind of the relationship nature um, of FileMaker and kind of mm-hmm. looking at what, you know, what does a self-join relationship really look like and how do you handle these things? Um, mm-hmm. And those have really been my three main ones. Um Matt Petrowski has a series of YouTube videos that I watch, which I feel like once you have your basics is a neat little kind of hack of how to get to being an efficient developer faster. Um, So those have been also um, really valuable and kind of fine tuning um, the skill set. Ignacy, it seems, didn't enjoy all the learning avenues we have now. He learned the old fashioned way, blood, sweat and tears. I mean, as I say, uh, at that uh, at the very beginning, there was not even the the World Web, so I couldn't make a search on Google for anything. So at that time, uh, I don't know. I was doing it on myself, trying to discover, 
um, perhaps one book. Um, but then later on, of course, the web was very help, helpful and it, it is great to, to be able to get into forums, to ask for advice and to, and to ask people for help. I mean, and also to find examples. And so then having internet, having the web was uh, much more uh, easy to, to get into it. And of course, I, I developed much more since, since uh, there are so many resources online. Then I managed to, for example, to to install myself a FileMaker server on a server, make it work, make a backups, make it. I've been managing more or less, but uh, um, I have never had official uh, training. Okay. Oh, okay. Have you been to any of the uh, the FileMaker DevCons, either the US one or in, um, in ones in Europe? No, no, no. I have never been in one. I I remember just once. Um, I was uh, I was called somehow by by the group of filmmakers here in Spain. I think it's it is quite a limited group. I, I guess. I mean, there's not 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 that many people. But the, there was a meeting here in Barcelona, and I went and and we saw a presentation of of uh, new futures. I, I don't know. This perhaps was. Uh, three or four years ago uh, and it, that's the only time i've done it but actually okay. uh, actually um mike was fortunate to read one of the best books out there about filemaker hitting a wall figurative speaking also helped so um by book a lot um susan prosser's book i forget what it was called um like the the filemaker bible version six or something like that um and then the paid community for TechNet back then. It used to be like $75 a year to get you access to the forums. Um, yeah. And then um, there was one local, there, there was one point of time where I just hit my head um, against the wall so hard that I couldn't figure out something. And it was, it was actually lookups. I couldn't wrap my head around how lookups were done from a rate chart. So we found a local FileMaker developer in Columbus. His name was Brian Winslow-Smith, and he's he's actually a really cool guy. He lives in Minnesota now. Um, but I, I credit a lot of my education to him because uh, we essentially uh, paid him to come in, and it was we spent like two hours after work three times a week or something like that for, for three weeks. And I learned more in that three weeks from Brian than I had learned in the previous, like, three months of trying to self-train. So it, it really solidified my belief that uh, having a mentor to, to teach you FileMaker is ultimately well worth its cost in terms of how fast it can jump you from point A to B and uh, um, how efficient it is. Just you, you learn a lot more that way. Allison took her new obsession with the platform and her new skills and found something better in a job than she was actually looking for. Um, through a skeleton key and kind of just offhandedly asked, hey, you guys don't have any unpaid internships, do you? And I said, well, no, but we have a junior developer job. Do you want that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, sure. Um, and here I am nine months later, a little, little more than that, I guess. Um, and I love it. I love the fa I love the platform. I think that it's really easy for people that aren't familiar with 
programming at all to just kind of pick it up and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my story. Ignacy turned his skills into work at his various jobs. Um, but uh, then I went to work for publishing companies uh, that were doing uh, materials that required databases and and so uh, I was facing always to work with uh, uh, Microsoft Access which I, I hated because I had my mind was a filmmaker <laughs> fully so I had always to convince um, my my employers to move into filmmaker um, it wasn't easy because it's not so popular at least here in in, in Spain but um, but I always managed to, to get a license and to be able to do my work with it. So I was using it inten- intensively in this in this work at the at the publishing companies. Mike found his job changing from IT support level two to a rebuild in FileMaker. So the the first system I built was a um, practice management software for an insurance company that sold insurance to other insurance companies. Okay. If you can imagine that. (laughs) It was kind of a racket. It was a a company called Big Eye, or uh, it was the Independent Insurance Agents of Ohio. Um, They've since been sucked up into another bigger conglomerate. And so I'm sure that that software isn't used anymore, but it, it was a, a glorified CRM that had uh, everything from like invoicing to education to really detailed like financial uh, rate charting and that type of thing. But it was replacing at the time, it was replacing a 20 plus year old Fox Pro database. So, um, and uh, what happened was uh, the previous developer had done a a version one of the system that the client uh, completely rejected. It, it was very well done, but it wasn't what the client wanted. It was one of those, it looks really good. It was very well designed, but functionally you're, you're trying to put it in the hands of people that were using a 20 plus year old Foxboro database and they wanted things to work like the old database worked. Um, but they couldn't find any Fox Pro developers to maintain the old system, which is why they were converting. So I came in and then I spent the year kind of rebuilding it from scratch into a, into a new system. Allison, Ignacy, and Mike each found great enjoyment in the platform for, for very different but easy to understand reasons. For Allison, her enjoyment of FileMaker came from what was lacking in her previous career. So I really enjoy kind of I think of it as like a three-dimensional nature to FileMaker where you have the scripting and the programming on the backside, but you have the user interface along with the data management. Um, And for our restaurants, we did so much, my husband and I did so much creation of it. So we were handling huge chunks of data, essentially, whether it was restaurant, menus, recipes, orders, inventory, payroll. And so I had, I don't know, a small army of Excel spreadsheets doing all of that for me um, mm-hmm. over the course of you know the six, seven years. And to be able to look at FileMaker and see how much potential it has to make the heavy lifting of repetitive entry easier um, mm-hmm. was really intriguing on the restaurant tour side of me. Um, so I liked that data management kind of in minimizing mistakes and just 
streamlining the process and freeing up hours of someone's time. Um, but I also like being able to play with the layout that you don't just have this kind of graph or a spreadsheet that you're looking at. You can really design it to be something that's visually appealing while still being kind of statistically efficient. And then you get the fun part of scripting as you get into it, where, you know, one little button gets to do so much dynamic information. Um, and, and so that, I think, for, from a learning standpoint, to be able to kind of ease your way in where you immediately get to see what is happening as you're growing and scripting and the layout is very intuitive to just jump into. Um, but also the, just the heavy lifting of data, um, data management has been really cool to get to leverage. Ignacy found FileMaker powerful, magical to others, and accessible. FileMaker was great because it was working on a Mac and uh, it didn't require me to know very much to get the things done. And, and I found this was very, very powerful uh, companies. And uh, it was fun because uh, I had uh, all the technicians or the technical people on the company, the people that knew about databases and programming. And so they were like, uh, what are you doing with this thing? And you do, uh, they were like puzzled that I was able to, to do everything myself. You know? and, and these guys were like, oh, you're crazy. This looks like a toy. I mean, it, it didn't look so serious to them. So uh, I, I told them if, if I had my tool of choice, I could do much more. I could do this and that. And, and, and so I told them that, that there was a way to do powerful things. I think... FileMaker, I don't, I don't know about the rest of databases, so I'm an enthusiast of FileMaker for, without many uh, arguments to, 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 to defend this. But uh, at least I was able to, to be independent to do the work done. I, I think FileMaker was good, very good to manage text and to edit massive, massive edit, uh, edition of text. And, and, and this was pretty good at that moment. Uh, and I'm talking a moment that where versions were, I mean, it wasn't as advanced as it is now. I mean, there were not that many, that many things to do with it. Uh, it was mm-hmm. basically tables and related tables and managing text and that's it. And, and I'm sure I, I was not uh, uh, taking all of the power that I could take from it because I'm not an expert, as, as I say. Mike found great enjoyment in the platform because of his background as well. You're- oh, yeah, I loved it. So um, my my formal education is in commercial art and design. So I was into things like Photoshop and Cork Express um, back when I was in school for designing things. And I, I was never one of those, like, coder guys that, you know, sits there and compiles stuff and does all of his work in the command line. Um, I, I'm more of that now than I was before I started learning FileMaker, actually. But um, it struck me as really easy to use. You know, connect to, you, you essentially draw your layouts on the screen. I didn't have to redevelop my stuff in HTML or CSS for the interface, and I didn't have to connect the front end pieces to the back end pieces. Mm-hmm. So I I would have never been able to build that system that I built, even though it took me a year to build it, I would have never been able to build it on, I don't think anything aside from FileMaker. 
and the users of Mike's new system benefited from his enjoyment of the platform. Yeah, so my approach was essentially rebuild the Fox Pro one in FileMaker. So people, the the adoption rate was much higher. Uh, I think it was about probably five months into the project where people started using the prototype version of it. And by the end, everybody was using it. We did eventually cut off the Fox Pro database and stop importing data out of that old system. So um, it... It was eventually a good transition with a happy ending story, but the getting getting there was a little rough. <laughs> Though Allison loves working in FileMaker, she dreams of how FileMaker could be used in her former career. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how long it would take me at this stage. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, a few of our co- my coworkers and I have already kind of played around when I was maybe my first few weeks in the office. They said, "Well, go whiteboard it. You know, what would what would the tables look like?" And initially, I was like, "I think I think I could get it down to four tables." And, and within like a twenty minute conversation, I was like, "Maybe four hundred tables. I don't. Maybe maybe not four. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely see um, a FileMaker solution for the restaurant world." Ignacy simply continued working in FileMaker in his jobs, and eventually, he went on his own. Um, and so it went on and on, and uh, I was working on this until the early 2000s, and then I built up my own business, and I actually made all the, the uh, an application to manage the business from it. I mean, I made uh, with FileMaker. I had already experience with with designing interfaces. Uh, actually, I'm, I have a certain background on design. Also, I have a mixed background. Um, and so I managed to make an application that I've ended with, uh, at 2007 and it's still running now. Uh, it's multi-user, it's working on a, on a server and I'm really pleased to it. It would need a, a good update because FileMaker has many, many more features than, than those uh, that were there. But uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's still working and it works well and it allows me to, to get into the data and do whatever I want. I feel very free with it. Mike's first database work remained in place for many years. So we managed that system for the duration that I was employed at, um, at eRoots Consulting was the, the company. And I worked there from... 2007 to 2013, so about about just under six years, I believe. So it was still up and running after I left. Then at some point of time, I heard they got um, bought up or merged in with another company. And then at that point of time, I think they exported their data out to that other company's system. So um, it, it did have a lifespan, but that lifespan was pretty decent. And for the for the five or so years that it was up and running, it, it never really had any major traumatic events or issues. That's great. Oh, and remember, Mike was hired to do something else. Or, yeah, it's still, we slowly transitioned into it being my full-time job. By, by the time I left there and worked as I uh, went to move on to a senior developer career, I mean, I was a full-time developer at that point in time. Uh, about halfway through my tenure at, at eRoots Consulting, they actually uh, formed a specific application development and data mining firm called Capital Contender. And that's the 
that's what was on my resume by the time I left was that um, lead developer there. Nice. So that, that capital contender role was um, some web and database management, uh, as well as FileMaker development and integration development on a full-time basis. So uh, back in my first year, I was still doing tech support. So I was answering phones, you know, fixing people's email and computers, virus scanning, all that stuff. But slowly I, I transitioned out of that role as we got more work in the, in the application development space. And like Allison and Ignacy, Mike has made this his full-time career. Um, I work for a company called Mainspring Inc. Uh, located in Frederick, Maryland, but I telecommute from my home in Canal, Winchester, Ohio, just outside of Columbus. I'm a senior application developer and product manager, and I've been with Mainspring for about six and a half years now. Allison's former career really helped her in her transition to FileMaker. Though she started in FileMaker only a year or so ago, she's already got the skill she needs. Yeah, I would say so. So um, my degree in forestry had a lot of kind of that statistics background where you're going in and you're measuring stands of trees and you're looking at, you know, harvest yield or management yield. Um, so just to be able to understand kind of the range of information um, to counterpoint it also, then I did some work um, with a nonprofit down in Haiti and ran their um, international offices, one in Portland and one actually in Port-au-Prince. Um, and the same thing, lots, lots of information lifting. And um, to see this kind of cross-industry need for, or not need, but just like a, a base operating component of, of any business of, look, we have this information. We have to know what it is. It needs to be generally accessible to build transparency, accountability, and a stronger, more healthy business. Um, and so to know that it's not exclusive to the restaurant industry, to know that it's just kind of a common denominator of any healthy industry, um, mm -hmm. I think makes it really easy to see, well, you know, you're saying you want this with the information. Are you going to want to do this someday with it just to on the back end know kind of a better way to, to develop, I think has been really useful. I finished the interview asking each of them what they're working on now. So uh, I'm tinkering with a homeschool app now for obvious reasons. Um, uh -huh. But even in that, I think that combined we did, um, the, the business has been really good about kind of kicking us little projects to, to work with. We did kind of a time tracking app, which it sounds like is kind of your general starting place for, for everybody. Um, and then I've done kind of like an exercise calorie application for myself, which was fun to tinker with. But this this homeschooling app, um, I would say, is my first kind of real heavier multi-dimensional application. Nice. So you're you're sort of exploring everything. Are are, are you uh, how are you building it? Can you describe it a little bit? What are the what are its main problem solving um, features? Yeah. So. Um, the goal initially was just to keep up with the task assignments that have been assigned to the boys um, from their schools. Um, and as it looked like homeschooling was going to be a more long-term thing, at least through the end of the school year, um, I started to set it up by subject and 
by student and then by completion and score on completion. Um, and then started to tinker with how to integrate state standards in there. Um, so the kind of the hub of it is the individual task that's assigned with um, related tables that um, focus in on the date, the subject, the whether it's been assigned to a student or if it hasn't been assigned to a student, the standards. Um, and there's one other that I'm forgetting that I added up last week. Um, but you can go in and you modify and kind of get a whole tier of backlog and then you of backlog tasks, and then you can assign them out to the students. So you have your planning aspect of it and can mm-hmm. get your week plan together. Um, then you can implement it on a day-to-day basis. And if the day doesn't go like you think it's going to go, you can roll either the whole day or individual tasks over to the next day. Um, and to minimize having to duplicate shared tasks, um, there's kind of a duplication feature as well. So that way, if there's there both boys are doing the same math project and there was a typo in it, you can just fix one and it knows to go in and fix both tasks, even though it's under two different students. I'm considering to get more in deep with it. And also, this is related to the actual situation with coronavirus and all of things. I think I have to re... Re, um, remake my career. Perhaps I have to do a career move. And definitely uh-huh. filmmaker is something that I think that I could work with. And I could be uh, perhaps not developing very complex solutions or, or high-end solutions, but I think that it could help very much small business, businesses like mine uh, to to get more in, into digital, into tools, and also integrating with, with uh that many other tools that now are online, like uh, services for for everything. For for uh, for example, I am trying to integrate now with with Mailchimp or um, apps like this. So um, I think that I should go more into this. So this is the few. Uh, this is how the future looks like to me. And Ignacy turns to FileMaker every day. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I, I use yeah. It every single day and many. Many times, um, uh, every time an Excel spreadsheet uh, looks too too complex, I, I definitely go to FileMaker, and, and it's my tool of choice definitely for this. So, right. So it's it's product development is what I've been working on. Um, we've we launched our first vertical around the first of this year, and we've been building a uh, form library for our. Uh, and actually, it's hilarious. It's insurance forms for the trucking insurance industry. Um, so we're uh, we've got a FileMaker-driven vertical application that we're um, we've launched into the trucking insurance space, and we're building a library of forms um, so that it's one of those things where you uh, you can put in your information any way you want, and it generates any one of like three hundred or four hundred trucking insurance forms um, from the same data. So um, I I would say that over the last six months, I've probably learned a lot about very high-level architecture and very high-level abstraction in FileMaker, making things context-free and um, how do you develop something that works based on a map instead of uh, a, a static schema. So if you can imagine turning your 
having instead of having a table with a specific definition of fields, turning that into a table with two fields and making that work for a form that has 800, uh, 800 form fields on it. Cool. That's what I've been working on. Allison, Ignacy, and Mike are FileMaker developers, and they came to the platform in pretty diverse ways. Allison got a job as a junior developer after watching courses online and becoming hooked into the platform. She needed a new job that was more family-friendly, one that allowed her to spend more time with her boys. Ignacy had some work in databases before, but after discovering FileMaker on his brother's computer, he started using FileMaker all the time in subsequent jobs because of its ease of use. Mike, in becoming what is a classic story, was hired to do one task and ended up rebuilding an entire app in FileMaker. But we don't do this alone. Many times there are folks there to help us through our learning and our first applications. Mike reminds us of that. Okay. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do a shout out to uh, Sam Guttert is my former boss and he actually still does FileMaker development. Um, he, he went back to being a kind of sole proprietor uh, consultant after, after we parted ways. Um, but he hangs out at our local FileMaker user group every now and then. And, He's a great guy, so I, I kind of owe him my introduction to FileMaker, and then I owe as much as I owe Brian Winslow Smith for being my my main mentor that that really really set me down the path of playing around with it and to changing over to being a, a full time developer. So, Allison, Ignacy, and Mike's stories show just some of the diverse ways people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. I want to thank Allison and Ignacy and Mike for their stories. We appreciate their openness and their time. Stay tuned next week for more FileMaker origin stories. We'll feature three or four more developers that came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you next week.